0: You guys, hi, I'm Charlie Bleeker.
1: And I'm Sam Bleeker.
0: And this is Bleeker Bombs, a podcast where we talk about all our struggles, marital, parental, financial, and personal. Let's do this. We have a very special guest today, my best friend of all time, who I've known since the second grade, Kylie is here. Welcome, Kylie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Kylie is a very unique individual because... I probably can count on two hands, like my closest friends, but Kylie is like far and away, like my best friend. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think a bunch of people consider you their best friend. Is that right? Yes, I would say so. And of all my friends, I think Sam gets along with you the most. Right, Sam?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: And Kylie is uh, such a big part of my family that... Even when my family goes on vacation <laughs> and I don't, Kylie goes. Yes, I do.
2: <laughs> I have the time of my life every time.
0: So I I would love to just like get right into the idea of friendship because something that Sam and I always talk about is how like we couldn't wait to get out of our hometown. Right. And so, uh, and we feel like a, a lot of growth happens when you move away, mm-hmm. but I feel like you are an anomaly there because you did not move away. No. But I feel like you have been always with a personal growth mindset and you didn't need to move away in order for that to happen.
2: But I would say that that wasn't always the case. I think in the beginning, because I first did go away to college um, for a very short stint. Um, I went about an hour and a half away from our hometown Um, And I took the train home every weekend, dropped out within two months because I just wanted to be back in our town with my friends who knew me. I didn't want to meet new people. I didn't want to expand. I wanted everything to stay the same. So I would say that I was in that for a while where I wasn't really open to, like, growth, and I just wanted to kind of keep things as they were. Mm -hmm. But then as I got older and, you know, went to school closer to home – and then had some other experiences. I think it opened me up more to start to grow and see that there was more beyond where we were, but I didn't need to necessarily change my geographical location to, to find that.
0: We were friends with a big group of girls. There was about 10 of us. Mm -hmm. And after we graduated high school, we would always get together for girls weekend every year. And I over time kind of faded away from that group and only stayed close with you and our one other friend. I don't remember Lauren's pseudonym, so I'll just. Okay. (laughs) Um, And you have stayed close with that group and you still do Girls Weekend once a year. Yep. But as far as, you know, all of these girls who have stayed home, you're not as close with them as you used to be. But do you still consider them like your closest friends?
2: I will. It's funny because I will refer to them as all of my best friends. Mm. Um, And to be honest, they're not (laughs) like, I mean, they're my friends. I love them all in their own ways. But I wouldn't say when I say who my best friends are. It's you. You know, Lauren, who I don't know what her pseudonym is either. (laughs) Um, Another one of our girlfriends that I'm really close with and another that are part of that group. I would say probably three of them. Um, The rest, it's nice. I get updates on our group chats and things like that, but they're not people that I think uh, if we didn't have that group chat or Girls Weekend to anchor us that I would ever keep in touch with.
0: Do you think that when you were wanting to move back home that it was more about being close to your friends or was it more about being close to your family or was it both.
2: I think it was a good mixture. Um, I really missed my mom. <laughs> I could not do it without her. She is like ultimately my best friend, but also another friend of ours who, who didn't go away to school, um, who I was super close with at that time. Um, and again, I still consider her a really good friend of mine, but we're not an everyday talking kind of friend. Um, she was like my number one and I really had a difficult time separating from her. And I had a hard time not being Kylie. Like, nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew that I was funny or that I am cool. Like, I had to meet all these new people and be like, oh, my God, they all probably think I'm so lame. And I just wanted to be back where, like, people knew who I was when you said my name. People knew who, you know.
0: That's so interesting because I couldn't wait for people to not know who I was. Really? Yeah, I wanted to, you know, you go to college and you're like, okay, now I'm going to be the new Charlie. Right, right. The one that's confident and the one that's got her shit together.
2: Right, and you could kind of choose to be a new person if you wanted to. Like
0: everybody sees you as a certain way at home and you're trying to like break away from that in some aspects of your life.
2: Yeah, and I was total opposite. I wanted to be who I was because I think I liked who I was socially and all of that. I liked my reputation.
1: So your four closest friends are people you've known since you were little. As you navigate your growth journey and everyone else does as well at different slopes, like as time goes on, like what I find is relationships kind of fade if we're not on a similar trajectory or slope. How do you navigate maintaining close friendships, Mm. understanding you're all going to be on your respective journeys? Um, and you're totally different people than you were when you were friends in middle school, perhaps.
2: Well, I think a part of that, and Charlie can probably speak to this, like our hometown, there isn't a lot of change <laughs> within the people that we hang out with. Like, I feel obvi- like that's
0: probably like a lot of yeah. people's experience with their hometowns.
2: Okay. um, And not so much, of course, everybody has changed in different ways. They've gotten married, they... You know have kids and that obviously that's going to change you and all the different experiences that we've had but at their core they're all still the person I met the first day of sixth grade that I sat next to and we bonded over you know making fun of the teacher um that was stupid <laughs> <laughs> you need to give me this mic at night
0: <laughs> hold on all right
2: now that Charlie's gone, we can talk about her on her own podcast.
1: <laughs> does it feel weird to have a mic in front of you? I really like the mic.
2: But I think that does make it more... Like, if we were just sitting here right. bullshitting like we were last night... You kind night, of forget. Yeah, I that. would feel more afraid, but I'm like, right. I'm picturing these listeners
1: that <laughs> right. are on the right. edge of their seat. <laughs> right.
2: And I'm trying to think about your question that you just
1: asked me. Well, do you think you're still the same person that you were in that like first day of sixth grade? Or do you think you, like, cause for me, but, I'm a completely different person. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't even, I wouldn't even recognize or actually like the person I was in sixth grade or high school, Like, I think. Yeah. So my, it's been a very transformative um, change. And so that's probably why I don't keep in touch with the my friends from middle school or high school because I'm not the same person I was when I knew them. So do you like, do you,
2: I kind of feel like I'm the same. Like, I don't feel like I'm much different. I will say like, I've worked on a ton of shit. Like, you know, Charlie and I butted heads a lot in our friendship. Yes. I always say it's funny. Like the further Charlie got from her hometown, the closer we got right.
0: somehow. Yeah. I, um, Cause Kylie was always the funniest person. Um, not just like in our friend group, but like in the school, like everybody thought Kylie was yes, so funny. Yes, I
2: was voted class clown eighth grade and twelfth grade, <laughs> just so <laughs> everybody knows.
1: What happened in ninth and 10th and 11th?
2: Uh, we didn't have superlatives then yeah, they only or else know. I totally okay. would have also won. Totally. Okay.
0: But I would get so annoyed that everybody thought she was so funny. I'm like, Kylie is not that funny. Well,
2: that's all my friends thought that because they were tired of my, the same old shit. Yeah. Um, but she was definitely. and to I think then I would make more jokes at other people's expense mm. than I would now because I realized I think how you it, made jokes at my expense yes I was. did <laughs> it was so easy <laughs> 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 can you tell the story about um, when we went to the mall And you got a pretzel. Do you remember this? What? You you are the one that told me this story. I forgot about it.
0: I have no idea. Like, this is an
2: example of something that I would do that would really upset her. (laughs) So we we go to Annie Ann's. I don't know if that's a... uh, Yep. Nationwide oh, uh, but I Shout think. out to Annie Ann's If you want to send us Some free pretzels This is
1: an ad The smell is just I'm like picturing it now in My mm. mouth is watering well. Oh right. it's
2: intoxicating I actually worked there For a stint But oh, gosh. That's I think for I, another I podcast That would be then repulsive <laughs> I was actually fired <laughs> <laughs> um, But we went to Annie Ann's And I ordered Like say I ordered A cinnamon pretzel And Charlie came up And said I will have one as well <laughs> And I burst out laughing and couldn't stop saying she'll have one as well <laughs> like she was being fancy or something and that was something that would get triggered me, me. so mad right
1: um probably because you were self-conscious yeah and what, what strikes me and maybe this is the reason why we wanted to get out of our hometowns so we wanted to meet new people because we weren't comfortable in our own skin And we weren't, like, who we wanted to be. We were trying to be someone we weren't for either popularity or um, or to fit in or whatever it, it was. And you've always been you. Sure, like, maybe there were tweaks around the edges where you realized making jokes at other people's expense wasn't what you wanted to do. But it was still, like, you were comfortable in your own skin. You were funny. And that has continued on to this day like so what was it do you think that allowed you to be so comfortable in your own skin
2: i don't know that i was comfortable in my own skin to be honest i think my humor was a huge coping mechanism Mm. and defense mechanism that really worked for me um throughout like school and it wasn't i wasn't a kid that got teased like i don't remember bullying or anything like little things here and there Mm -hmm. um that bothered me so i did learn to be a a ahead of jokes right Right, because it's like that um, uh, uh, Mm self-preservation that you have. Um, So sometimes also I would then make the joke at your expense to make the other people laugh and it benefited me, but not you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that, the humor was layered in some other Mm -hmm. things too.
0: We used to make home videos all the time. It's like what we did every weekend. Mm -hmm. And so then I got a, a video camera during high school for Christmas one year. So I like brought it everywhere and I brought it on senior trip to yes. Disney world <laughs> where I was roommates with Kylie and our other friend. And I get really embarrassed watching it because I can tell that when the camera goes on me, that like I know the camera's on me and I like want to look good on the camera right? or like be cool or something. And also I was like really, I had such a chip on my shoulder and I was like moody as all can be. And I was just like in a bad mood, like on tape. And I'm like, oh my God, like I just want to like shake that girl.
2: Yeah. And it's funny because as an outsider, like growing up with Charlie, I always envied how comfortable she was in her own skin, how (laughs) she was so unique. Like the rest of us all had, like we all dressed kind of the same you had your own style. I did? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I Totally. You had your own interests. Like, you weren't someone that just went with everyone else. So that's what, when you talk back about your experience mm. in high school and college, it actually really floors me. Oh, wow. Because I thought you loved high school as much as I did. Oh, God. Like, I I, I would go back in two seconds I know, you to, to, to high school. The fact that I work in a school now is like... The best thing in the world because I just love school but I never would have ever thought that you were self-conscious
0: well I loved my friends Mm -hmm. and I it was easy to have make friends so it was always nice to go to school for that but I hated the actual learning I didn't like right I didn't like I liked about two classes and they were like electives or English sometimes sure so and like getting up early was horrible and then you know, playing three sports, I was just exhausted all the time. Yeah.
1: When you say it was easy to make friends, was it easy because you knew how to play the game? Like you weren't so. being authentically yourself.
0: Exactly. I think, and and this is what Kylie is saying. She thought that I was right. like And maybe right. maybe there were some things that I I always wanted to be different. And I think that's because I was grew up in a family of five right. where I'm like trying to stand out from them. That I can see. So I always wanted to. Yeah. Whatever people were doing, if it was like cool to, for everybody to do this, I was like, I'm gonna do this other thing. But then I also have always known how to make people like me, or how to be just be likable. Right. So like, I'm not gonna ruffle people's feathers unless you know I'm making fun of them or something.
2: Right. <laughs> right. But I also always found you like you spoke your mind. Mm. You said things that I probably wouldn't have said at that time in my life, mm. and I don't know if that was out of Confidence or
0: I just couldn't hold it in. Yeah (laughs) (laughs) My mom always used to say you are exactly like me except you say everything you think
1: (laughs) (laughs) So shifting gears a little bit What is your favorite thing about living in your hometown and what is one of the drawbacks?
2: Okay, favorite thing is Unlike most people, if I run into somebody that we went to high school with in the grocery <laughs> store, I'm flagging them down. Do you remember me? Oh my gosh! How are you? And they probably are hoping that I don't notice them.
0: Okay, hold on, because I can. Okay, we just got our um, invitation for our 20 year high school reunion. Yes. And I've always been like, ew, high school reunions, horrible. Like I never, I've never gone, and I've never wanted to. I've never been home, but and but boy, when I think. Out. that thought. Sure.
2: That actually really floors me about her.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't know that? Or you I've, have, but I've like, I've known it's
2: that like more recently, recently that, right. that she's expressed that, but literally, I always viewed her as the most confident, like, I wanted to be like Charlie because she was this little thing. Everybody loved her. Boys liked her. You know, she fit in with guys really well. Like, You know, got along with them even just like as friends super well. Dressed how she wanted. Did lip sync. Didn't and seemed to not give. Do you guys curse on this or no? Sure. Okay. Really seemed to not give a fuck what anybody thought of her. Right. So to see all of this in hindsight, it's just another eye-opening thing of like, you never really know. You
1: never know.
2: Who somebody is at at any given moment. Or what
1: they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to be, have that in my mind, um, little things like, you never if someone cuts you off in traffic or something, like you never know like right. what they're going through on that particular day or like bigger things. Like, um, like we were talking yesterday about if a neighbor isn't as warm as she might normally be like giving her the benefit of the doubt. She's got four kids running around and her husband works all the time. It's like, she's probably having a stressful day.
2: Right. It's not about yeah. something that you did or right. Cause but we it- tend to be egocentric about
1: those yeah, types of but it also carries over to like outward appearances and mm-hmm. how, even if someone is projecting confidence and all of that, they may not.
2: Yeah. And one good lesson I learned about that. We'll go back to the thing.
0: But it's podcasting without me.
2: Yeah. We, uh, we have taken over. This is a kind of exclusive. <laughs> um, when I was in graduate school um, for counseling. I had to take a group therapy course. And instead of just teaching us about group therapy, we actually created a group within our classroom. So we would enter the class, sit in a circle, and she would run the group just as you would as a clinician. So one of our first times doing this, um, the, the topic was perception, right? So she was like, who is brave enough to go first? And say what you think others think about you when you enter this room. So being the teacher-loving, people-pleaser I am, I, because nobody would go, and that's a, you know, that's a typical group dynamic. You kind of look around, and it shifts, and you wait for, and that's how leaders emerge out of that, right? So, of course, I'm first. And I said, like, I'm pretty sure you all think I'm weird. Um, I'm really anxious, so I always get here really early. Um, I sit in the front, and I sit at the wall because it makes me feel more comfortable. I don't like having people behind me because I feel like I'm being judged. I carry about 25 pens with me to class because my nightmare (laughs) is running out of ink and having to ask somebody in the middle of class for one because at the time I was really struggling with social anxiety. And she turned that around and asked others what their view of me was. And it was that I was confident, I was a leader, I like all of these things that I was like, who the hell have you guys been paying attention to? But all the things that I thought they read as being weird or anxious because that's what I knew was going on was actually being read as like, she comes in, she's the first one in here. She's Conscientious. sits in the front, sits at the side, is always engaged oh. in the learning. But that was because I felt bad for the teacher if nobody was answering. Mm-hmm. Right. So that perception is everything. And that's what we were just chatting about while
1: you were. Got it what was your thought?
0: What I was saying before, when I think about running into somebody we went to high school with, and if I, like, recognize them, but I, like, can't, and I have such a bad memory that I, like, can't remember what our experience together was like in Mm -hmm. high school, I am so scared that I mistreated them, or I was, like, uh, mean to them in some way. Not that I was, like, I was going to set a person in high school where I like bullied anybody, but there's just something in me where it's like a lot of high school. I know that I was always like trying to, I cared so much about my image. So if somebody like wasn't cool, it's not like I was going to like look out for that person Right. Or any, so it's not like I, pr- I did anything overtly like to them. Yeah. Ma- I, I don't know. I don't think like I did. maybe
2: being a bystander, like not standing up for somebody. Yeah. I exactly. have so and, much guilt about that.
0: And that makes me like really at now it makes me like kind of ashamed and like I wish I was mm-hmm. stronger and braver and didn't care about, you know, being cool. But I did. So yeah. then I'm like, oh, I, I don't know what people thought of me. Yeah.
2: You started to talk about reunions.
0: Yeah. Oh, so now with this one, this is the first time that I got an invitation and I wasn't like, that sounds terrible. I was oh, actually... You didn't even tell me this. Yeah, I know. I forgot to tell you. I, because I'm not going to go. But oh. it was like more... I think because now I'm more comfortable in my skin. And now I feel like if that... If I did have a confrontation with somebody and they were like, you were a bitch, mm-hmm. I would have been like, ugh, God, I'm so sorry. Right. And like just owned it and been like, that. that's something that happened in my past not proud of it and I'm sorry but like let's let's move on and now like it's 20 years later yeah. I don't think anyone I
1: would actually say that I think I
0: don't either but I think of like these worst right. case scenarios right and I on the
2: other hand have been to every reunion that we've ever had and have had a blast at each <laughs> one and I believe actually our the last one that we had our other best friend uh-huh. made me take a picture with everybody at the reunion to send to you <laughs>
0: I don't know well thoughts. I I hope that you can do that again this time
2: absolutely and you
0: can tell everybody I said hi this time sure <laughs> okay so you were saying what you love about our hometown and now you were gonna just say what you don't
2: oh uh, what I don't like about our home being in our hometown can um, I
0: can I say what I think sucks sure it's just like with our our friends who are like we you know like you said you call them your best friends but like sometimes they're like really annoying and you don't want to hang out with them all the time Mm -hmm. just like they're just annoying (laughs) 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 and like they want to hang out and it's like you can't have that many excuses to not hang out with them because you live right around the corner so it's just like annoying to see them sometimes I would guess um
2: I think the um (laughs) does that mean No. Uh, I think the expectation to continue to do what we've been doing for a long time, like the get togethers and things like that with everybody, Um, because even this sounds so stupid, but like there's a lot of times where just a couple of us will get together and we don't tell the whole group of of girls because we don't need the whole, you know, shebang Mm -hmm. and we're closer. We can talk about stuff that we wouldn't talk about in front of them. Um, but then of course, like with social media and a lot of our friends are very big on social media,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
2: that like, we have to make sure like, well, nobody posts anything because we don't want it to get back to the group that we're like, you know, and it's silly that we even have to do that at this point, but there would be people that would really get their feelings hurt. Right. And I would never want to hurt their feelings, but at the same time, like, I think I'm more careful with my time, like who I decide to spend my time with and energy on. Right. And not that I don't think any of them are worth it, but it's just naturally we have nothing really to talk about. Right. Um, And I don't get as much out of that relationship as maybe sometimes I think they might get out of the relationship with me. Right. Because of who I am, I'm empathic and I will listen and I'll try to help and I'll do all these things. Um, And not that I'm ever looking for that in return um, because I have enough close friends that I get all of that from you guys um, but it's exhausting to be that to everybody also.
1: Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert. So you mentioned you're very protective over your time and energy. So what, as an introvert.
2: I'm learning to be, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. So what are the things that give you energy
2: throughout um, the day? So I need a lot of time alone. Like that's where I recharge and get my energy. Uh-huh. Um, especially being a what I do for work, which I'm a school counselor, I am always on and it's always about others. And that drains me a lot because I am an introvert, right? So a ton of contact with others, even though I love it and I'm good at it, it takes all, it takes everything out of me at the end of the day. And that's actually something that's that I'm trying to still figure out because when I get home at the end of my workday, I am depleted mm-hmm. right so there's no room for me after school to go do something that I enjoy cook a meal d- you know do anything like that because I'm wiped
0: yeah
2: um, and again there's these past couple years have been very very difficult school years so it's a little bit different than than others and I'm hoping that I can build more into my day um, I don't take a lunch break I stay really late. I, you know, I do all these extra things and I'm working hard to not do that for the next Mm. upcoming one, because I do need to have those minutes where I shut the door. I go on Amazon for a little bit, you know, whatever it is just to like, take a breath, meditate, which a lot of times I'll meditate with the kids at school so that I'm actually getting it for myself too, um, as a way to do that. But, um, did I answer your question?
1: Yeah. So alone time, um, it replenishes the, uh, the cup, um, meditation, Mm -hmm. um, some mindless stuff, just like browsing Amazon or, um,
2: reality TV, real housewives of anywhere (laughs) is my, yeah. (laughs) Okay. One of my outlets. Um, I love to read, but I don't do enough of it Uh because I'm so tired. I'm like, I don't even want to hold the book. (laughs) Like I need somebody to hold the bunny to train my dog to hold the book. Um, I'm just Time with your
1: dog I'm sure
2: Don't even get me started Yes Um. Yeah Her laying on my lap Is like So recharging Uh Um. Well I think it's funny too When you talk about Introverts Versus extroverts Because I always
0: Thought of yourself As an extrovert
2: Yes Because I'm outgoing Right I'm funny I'm the
0: life of the party Right Same
2: You know Not funny but But when I learned That what it actually Yes you are funny Um (laughs) Even though you don't mean to be. <laughs> just kidding. Um, cut that. Future Charlie, whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> All right, sorry. Cut. Um, <laughs> I just forgot what I was talking
1: about. Well, no, I, I agree. Like, Oh, yeah.
2: Once I learned that introvert really means how your energy is distributed, right? right. So extroverts get energy from mm. the crowd. Where, I guess I do in some, like, you know, it's fun, but after, like, you know, after I'm off stage. Right. um done. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the difference.
1: Yeah, that, every time I tell people I'm, like, this extreme introvert, people are, like, really? I'm, like, well, that doesn't mean I can't hold a conversation. Right. But it's depleting. Yeah. Um, And, like, if I'm at a conference or, like, any, I, I get back, I was re- at a conference a few months ago, and. I got back to my hotel room and I was just like, Oh my God, I'm white. Mm-hmm. One, I haven't spoken to this many people in years because of COVID, but also it's just, um, I, I need a lot of time by myself.
0: Yeah. Me too. Me too.
2: That's why we're the three best friends that anyone <laughs> could have. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Like I'm terrible at small talk. Mm. Um, Especially, like, school gatherings, right, when there's parents and, like, you're mingling. Like, I can talk a little bit, but I'm horrible with it. Like, I'm horrible at thinking of something to say. Um, So, and even with my close friends, like, here, you know, we've been talking so much throughout my visit that there's times where it's just quiet and we're kind of sitting there. And I can, I'm pretty comfortable in quiet, but sometimes, like, I feel like, like, all right, what could I ask Sam right now? (laughs) He's doing the dishes and I'm over here just sitting in the seat. What could I ask him? I could ask him. No, I already asked him about that. Uh, <laughs> I could ask him. About, no, I don't. we talked about that too because I'm thinking like does he feel awkward am I feeling awkward cuz I'm tr- you know.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I think as I used to be like that so much and maybe it's because I'm in like on my home turf like so I'm comfortable. Right. Here like if I was at your house, I would may have feel differently, but I re- I remember that moment and I was just like this is so nice how Kylie can just be comfortable in silence. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm the over there like, oh, what can I say? <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's like I used to feel like every space of a conversation needed to be filled and mm-hmm. where it's like the people that I enjoy being around the most. Like I told you how easy you were to be around the other, the other day and I-, I think it's because of that. It's like we can both be in the pool and not saying anything, but then it's not like awkward and then we'll pick up a thread about something. Right. Um, and those notice, are my favorite conversations. It but when I'm meeting someone new, I do have that tendency to think I need to fill every mm-hmm. gap. Um, right, like they think I'm lame. I right, I can't
2: think of anything to say. Right. Whereas if you get if you ask me a question on a deep topic, here we go. Let's talk for two hours about something. But to talk about like how how's your child's ballet lessons going?
1: <laughs> right. You know. Right. So on this energy point. For me, one of the things I think that depletes energy is alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting concept because it actually pulls energy forward. So like if I'm drinking last night, it's pulling energy from this morning. Because I'm like sure it'll give me energy and my like social boost in the moment. Right. But it's taking it from somewhere. So That's how very do you interesting think- I never
2: have looked at it that way, honestly.
1: Do you think alcohol is like is additive to your life or like how do you use it um and how do you think about it
2: So alcohol I would say it I've always struggled at different times with how I use it recently I think because it was such a difficult school year and I feel so depleted I would go home and it was like I just want to crack open that bottle of wine and Take have the a glass job. right And just relax. Well, I can't open a bottle of wine without finishing it. It just seems unfair (laughs) to all that (laughs) liquid in the bottle. Uh, (laughs) um, To where I'll finish it. But then, like you said, like the next day, I can't get out of bed on time. My day starts later. I'm in a rush. So now I feel feel behind before I even get my day started. But I've never looked at it in an energy way. And Mm. that makes a lot of sense. Um, Because I think you look for it to, like, calm and ease you, and it does that, but the direct opposite effect of it the next day is not beneficial at all
1: right like i'm trying to figure out other coping mechanisms Like i heard this analogy recently or this metaphor recently it's alcohol is often used as an emergency break at the end of the day it's like you're so depleted you just need to pull that thing mm-hmm. to, um and like what are some other ways to maybe come to a stop on a more gradual or slower um cadence so that it's not pulling from yeah. the next day and like whether it's marijuana or um, well, you non, know, I'm a
2: big fan of that as well. <laughs> like even don't a- tell the school, <laughs> <laughs> it's illegal in New Jersey. <laughs> Wait, do they know I live in New Jersey? Yeah. What? Okay. Yes. Sorry.
1: Yes. Even like a cup of tea or some type of ritual or like I mean not like I have ever done this but uh, like a sauna or a bath, like something mm-hmm. that is a ritual that's not. An alcoholic beverage. What are your thoughts on this?
0: I was just thinking about how when I first met Sam, up until that point, I blacked out a bunch. Yeah. And in college, I was like known for blacking out. Mm -hmm. And he had never blacked out before. He thought that was like really weird that I did. But when I think about back to our hometown Mm -hmm. and like our friends, I feel like we've all blacked out a bunch.
2: Oh, for sure. I don't remember most of my life. (laughs) 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 most of my 20s i will say
0: and so when i think about uh, you know get not just like getting out of my hometown for like to grow but it's like when i go home and this is partly just like on me but like and when i'm around my family and when i'm around my old friends it just feels like and i don't know if this is like a jersey thing or a northeastern thing or what but like drinking is everything kind of revolves around drinking and if you're not drinking like people are like why aren't you drinking mm-hmm. and the, the but excess, is it not like that other places
1: unfortunately and this is really sad all of my social dynamics throughout my entire life it's always been around alcohol it's like oh let's yeah. meet at a bar it, would never it would be let's meet for coffee and I wish right. I think that says more about me and like the friends I, I haven't surrounded myself with a broad enough array of people mm-hmm. where some just don't really drink and that's cool and we're gonna go get a cup of coffee or go for a walk or a hike and that like sure I'll I'll go for hikes with friends but those same friends the vast majority of times it's going to be around alcohol right
0: so I just think about you know now I think if anybody is ever blacking out there's like some unhappiness happening sure like you can't just be blacking out for a good time right When I used to black out, I really enjoyed that feeling of losing all my inhibitions. Mm -hmm. And even though the older I got, I would be more embarrassed of things that happened. Whereas when, when I was younger, it would just be funny. Right. I still thought that it was more worth it to black out than to not. Yeah. And then as I got older, now when I start to drink too much, so like if I drink a bottle of wine... And I start to feel like I'm losing control. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. And I I really like drinking two glasses of wine or three glasses of wine, but then I don't I don't I no longer look forward to that feeling. And I think that's because you know I'm 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 healthier mentally, all that kind of stuff.
1: And it's full circle. You're comfortable in your skin now.
0: And I'm com- yeah. And yeah. I and you don't I don't want so, to get out I was of your so skin. I was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. when I was younger that and like nervous and like boys and all that kind of stuff. It was like, let's get drunk. And then it just, it never went away because I just got so used to being like that. Yeah. So when I think about drinking now, it's hard because now there, and I was telling you this before, but like there's a little bit more guilt now when I drink. So the, the after effects of drinking just keep getting worse. Whereas before it was just like, it was so much fun, but I still really like drinking. So I'm like, right.
2: Because the benefit of really, if you look at the, what benefits alcohol bring you to your life, right? It's not much, not much, you know, (laughs) um, it is relaxing, which is typically the reason that people drink, Mm -hmm. right? You, you look for that, you know, two to three glass of wine, feeling is where I wish I could live Mm -hmm. right like it just you know you're just less tense but not I'm not going to say something that I'm going to regret the next day I'm going to remember everything that I said all of that stuff Mm -hmm. Um, but and I notice anymore as I get older when I drink socially I am a lot better about not losing control mm. because I want to stay in control. I want I don't want to have that feeling the next day um, and you know, everything that goes with it. But when I'm alone, which mm. I live alone, I you know, besides my dog, I am less afraid to lose my like if i drink the bottle of wine and it felt really good and i slept better because that's another piece of it i don't sleep well yeah, me too. um and i prefer instead of like tossing and turning and slowly going to sleep honestly i like the I know. lights out yeah um because uh, if i stay awake it's the racing thoughts and all of that so i'm typically trying to quiet something mm-hmm. and i think that's a lot of people that is part of it too yeah. is you're trying to quiet the stuff that keeps you up at night. Right. Pun intended. I don't know if that's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like> that.
0: <laughs> oh, so the other piece that's, that's really been shifting for me is that I'm, I'm so much more aware of, um, how, especially like in my family and in like our old friendships, not that I see them, but mm-hmm. when you all get together, Oh, right, right, right. That's where we No started. real conversations start until, until the drinks start. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy having real deep conversations when I'm sober.
2: Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you both do. Um, and for a lot of people, it would make a lot of people very uncomfortable.
1: I but think it might. I think we it does. May. I think it it's does.
2: like. I'm used to it now with right. you guys. Oh, this is like a weird thing.
1: Oh, yeah. I think uh, so. I would
2: never sit and have the conversations we have with some. Not that I wouldn't. Uh-huh. It's just culturally. And again, I don't know if it's East Coast type of right. stuff because I feel like and I will say I and honestly, I think it's when you moved out to the West Coast. Right. Um, you came back with this kind of different, whereas I remember you telling me about meditation and chanting, and I was like, that's cool, Charlie. Oh, my God, she's lost her fucking mind, (laughs) right? But then, especially your bachelorette party, right, and I got to meet some of Uh this cast of characters and (laughs) saw how open and they're all holding hands, like so vulnerable, where I was like, what is going on? Right. <laughs> but then I was like, it's actually kind of cool. Right. Because I couldn't. Can I can you picture me sitting next to one of our friends at
0: home holding their hand? No, unless they were drunk. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Right.
2: Um, because I think the vulnerability nobody is feels comfortable with vulnerability.
0: Right. And and I've always looked forward to um, starting to drink so that I could have the conversations because I didn't used to feel comfortable having them right. sober. But now it's it's frustrating for me because Especially like with my sisters, for example, like I want to have conversations with them, and they they are like a brick wall until they start drinking. Mm -hmm. But then they don't remember it, right? Even if they're not like drunk or you know blacking out or anything, it's not like it's like you have the conversation, you get vulnerable, you you talk about stuff, and then the next day it's never brought up again. So what's the point? Yeah. What is the point? Yeah.
2: And I think. I have a different relationship with a lot of our friends where they will be very vulnerable with me. Um everybody like I know everybody's right. deep dark secrets. I yeah. know them all, right? And I would never even as close as we are, yeah. I would never share one of theirs with you or yours with theirs. Like it's just I respect everybody's, you know, right to have that privacy. But at times I just want to get everybody in a room together and say you hate your husband you don't like being a mom you are an alcoholic you you know what i mean like because then i think everybody would go oh my god i hate my husband too right or you know not you sam we all love you (laughs) um you know but all those different things that do connect us that human experience of that not everything is perfect in life Right. right right Um, and how ev- good
0: it feels when you when you finally are like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Because when you're living yeah. with it in your head or just like telling people in secret, mm-hmm. it makes it so much harder to live with. And the relationships
1: yeah. become so much deeper. It's no longer superficial.
0: Yeah. Right. So the other thing that I realized is um, th- there was one night uh, Sam's friends came over and I didn't drink that night, and they did. Mm-hmm. And it was like up until the moment they walked through the door, I was like waffling and then I was like in a really bad mood and I was like, oh, but I was like trying to not just like not drink and be social. Right. And then when they were here, uh, I had like, I got over it pretty quickly and I remember I was telling them a story. I think I was telling them about like the birth of George or something mm-hmm. and I was getting really animated and I was like, you know, talking really loud and cursing probably. And I had this moment where I was like, if I had one glass of wine in me right now, I would be self-conscious that they thought that I was, like, being animated because maybe I was a little tipsy. Mm. But because I wasn't, I was so confident. Yeah. And I was like, that's just me. Like, there's nothing. Because, like, you know, after your, sometimes after I drink, the next day, I'm, like, in my head, like, oh, was that too much? Or, like, should I be embarrassed about how I acted? But when I don't drink, I don't feel any of those things.
2: Right, because you can take com- – Complete ownership of everything that you did. Right. Yeah. Like I'm just being a wacko. Right. But
1: what was really cool about that night also is you were like they're gonna come over and then they're gonna say, Why are you drinking? <laughs> drinking and give me such a hard time and I don't wanna deal with that and then you weren't drinking and just no one said anything <laughs> they didn't care. and it was totally fine Right. which was cool
0: it was it was very cool so i keep having like you know little things are happening more and more where it's uh, my relationship is getting better and better and I, and i'm drinking less and less but then i still have like like you came this weekend and i drank three nights in a row mm-hmm. and i i don't think we overdid it though i didn't overdo it like i still drank more than i typically do you know right but i want to be able to be social and not be like ooh can't wait to have my drink you know, yeah. and, and like, I, I, it's not like I want to give up alcohol completely, but um, I want to be able to just like have two glasses of wine and be like, that was a great night. I didn't need to drink anymore. Sure. But right now, I'm still thinking like, how much am I going to drink tonight? Am I going to have another glass? You know, and it's like a lot of energy is going into like, what am I going to drink? And and I'm I'm like worried about it because I'm worried about how I'm going to feel the next day. And like, I hate feeling really shitty because i've got two kids
2: well right now it's it's a different ball game right and when i lay in bed. when i'm
0: hungover and i'm with sam in the morning i am in such a bad mood <laughs> true and then we argue and then he's just like what's wrong with you i'm like nothing's wrong with me <laughs> but it's like i'm like i get like a little bit depressed mm-hmm. afterwards yeah and that sucks. yeah because
2: you're disappointed in yourself why did i have to do that right I did it again. I always tell myself I'm not going to do that again. Right. Like, and I have that same thing too at times if I overdo it.
1: All right. We um, we don't have that much more time. I so I just want to um, shift gears. But mm-hmm. we were talking last night. You're probably the most observant person I've ever met in my <laughs> entire life. As you've observed a bunch of your friends raise kids. As we try to navigate raising two kids mm-hmm. under two at the moment, what do you think are some things that, and generally, obviously don't give specifics or or names, but like that people do really well and um, a common pitfall that we should look out for.
2: I would say the biggest common pitfall is not being on the same page about how you're handling situations. There's one in particular that they have very polar opposite ideas of what parenting is Mm -hmm. right so you guys and I've I've observed this with both of you you use the same type of language Um, you have for lack of a better word like house rules so George knows that there are certain things that both of you are going to say that's off limits to that's not a it's not a dad thing it's not a mom thing you're both on the same page about it Whereas a lot of people, it's okay with one, but it's not okay with the other. confusing. And then there's arguing in regards to the way that it's handled in front of the kid. And especially with older kids, that's like giving them the magic Mm. key because now Mm -hmm. I know how to pit those two against each other. Wow. And guess what happens while mom and dad are arguing? I get free reign. Yeah. Wow. Wow,
1: that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And not being, another part of it is the inconsistency. Um, Right. Because it's and it's hard. I don't judge it in any of this is not judging at Mm -hmm. all. I've worked with kids for a very long time in a therapeutic way in different settings. A lot of it, a lot of my experiences has been in home with parenting, which is funny because I have no kids. But (laughs) um, which, I, you know, people would always ask and I'd always be like, oh, yeah, little Jeffy's coming along nicely. (laughs) Because you totally take credibility away from yourself when people think Mm. that how would you know this because you haven't experienced it, which was probably a good note for 22-year-old Kylie that was coming in and telling people things about their kids. Right. But (laughs) it takes a lot of energy to be consistent, right, because it would be so easy for today that, like, you know what? Okay. Put the TV on. You can have an hour, Mm-hmm. Right when usually our rule is ten minutes before bed. Right, I'm making all this up. Right, um, but it's going to be easier for me today because I'm so stressed and all of this. Well, now because they know that they broke you on that, they can take so many other options of doing it. And if you are not consistent, nothing will ever. I'm not explaining this as well as I know you are. To. You're doing a great job. Um. Anyway, if you're not consistent with it they learn that very well for example quickly. we
0: we say like george isn't allowed to move the furniture mm-hmm. and so he we we don't budge on that so like sometimes it would be easy to just be like all right whatever he's moving the chair across the room i don't care mm-hmm. but we, we we're like no you can't move the chair and you noticed you said he recovered from that pretty quickly. It's because we never budge on it. Right. And so he knows like, all right, I got to move on to something else because. Right. And
2: if you guys are very consistent with your house rules, right? And the and things that you will and will not accept from him when he raises his voice to want you right, you do such a good job of ignoring it until he uses a normal. Well, that's tone. we're dry,
1: oh, that's God, a point of thanks, emphasis because that's
0: like the one thing well, we
1: I, used to. We're not like right. we would have hit trying to have a conversation, he would ask nicely, he would ask nicely, and then he would but we're be a like, conversation, and then he's screaming, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're like, right, and we were teaching him the absolute wrong. So, right. lately, it's been like, okay, a point of emphasis, we're not going to react to that, we're mm-hmm. going to try to react to nice, yeah, but just
2: so hard because the easy like uh, as soon as they scream, your head turns, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but when you're able to put on blinders. Because that tantrum, like that getting upset because you took the, the water bottle away from him that he wasn't allowed to dump on his dinner the other night, mm-hmm. right? And you said, if you do that do again, it it's time. getting taken away from you. He did it again. It got taken away from him. He did like a, uh, but then he was fine. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, would have been a way longer tantrum if you guys weren't typically consistent with it. Right. Because he knows like, well, sometimes when I do this,
1: they it give it in, yeah, and there are things that where it, it is a sometimes, and then it does cause uh, like a whole thing. So it's this is a, this is really helpful, yeah, the, because I mean, food has been a challenge for us, and so it's like if he doesn't want whatever we put for breakfast or whatnot, like. And we've yeah. dabbled with like, no, this is what you're getting. This is but the like,
0: only options that there are.
1: Eventually, it's like the kid needs to eat. We really want <laughs> right. him to and eat.
2: Food-ish and food-ish some... food things can be really. That's a sensitive topic, and especially yeah. if you have any struggles with feeding and stuff like that, it it's a little bit of a a I different know. ball game. But we have friends at home that they're tired. The person, the other partner, is working outside of home all day, and they're home alone with a couple kids under the age of four, right? Things are going to end up getting, you know, it's easy to let it slide.
0: Yeah. And
2: then with that, you know, they jump on the couches at home. Well, guess what? When they do come over to my house, guess what they do? Jump they jump the on couch. the couches, right. you know? Right. And I'm not, you know, I could care less. I have a dog.
1: Mm-hmm. How many times am I'm going to tell everybody I have a dog?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Her name is Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> yes. Um, and we also have a Roomba and the, I named it Rhoda. <laughs> Because that was Mary's. I don't know if you guys are Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> fans out there. But that was her neighbor. Um, I just lost my train of thought. I um, should I have a dog. They jump on the campus. Oh, they jump. Right. So they do the same things that they do in their own home now at other people's homes. They find their way up to other bedrooms in other people's homes. And like things that I don't think you would be letting fly with mm-hmm. George. Right.
1: Yeah, maybe those examples, but there are other things where we're not as consistent. And so it's just yeah. like we need mm-hmm. to con- constantly.
0: Well, sometimes something new will happen to be like, uh, is this okay or right. no? Right. Uh, let's decide quickly. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do think it helps that we're both, home- like, we have the luxury of both working from home. Right. So it's so much easier to be on the same page. Like, if one uh, partner is out at work all day, the other partner is forced to make these decisions without checking in mm-hmm. and then it could get very confusing
2: and it's interesting too to watch how he goes equally to equally to both of you for things mm-hmm. um which is very rare in other households mm-hmm. right it's usually mom right um mom everything even though dad is sitting right next to mm-hmm. the child um, and is watching TV while mom is folding the laundry, they they want mom to go get the milk.
0: Mm-hmm. Whereas
2: he is very comfortable when you say, mm, mom can't because
0: I'm holding Layla. Layla <laughs> that he'll
2: go to Sam and say, can you help me with
0: it?
1: All right, Charlie, bring us home.
0: Oh, I was actually thinking Kylie could bring us home. So, uh, we in high school we had the was it in high school the morning announcements yes. every single day which by the way I was on the morning announcements I was one of the news anchors yeah she was
2: again another reason that I thought she was really
0: confident <laughs> <laughs> who was the one that was it the principal that gave the sign off on the over the no in, the see that
2: was actually in middle school you're talking okay. about high school we had the video, the video so we actually got to see Charlie on our screens right. in homeroom um, but in middle school Miss Bean the I shouldn't should I it's not fine. say her name? Miss <laughs> Corn? <Ms>. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, in middle school, one of our teachers did the morning announcements, and they always ended with.
0: And Kylie, pretty much every time she leaves me a voicemail, she ends the voicemail with the, the sign-off. So I figured she could end with the sign-off of our uh, our morning announcement. So All right.
2: Take it away. All right. So please remember to walk in the halls, pass only when necessary, and have the best day ever. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.